Hey man, what's going on? Oh, just hanging in there. You know how it is. Yes, I do. Um, I wanted to ask you. Yep. Um, I I think I can hear myself in the background on speakerphone. Hold on one second. Let uh, let's try. Last time I think I had headphones. Okay. Let me try my AirPods. Oh, you did have headphones last time. Yeah, you had the ones with the speaker on them. Yep. Okay. Hold on. Let me give you. Or can you transfer right now? Yep. Hold on. Sweet. Can you hear better? Oh, that sounds a lot better. Sweet. Okay. Awesome. Jace. Dude, it's, it's good on, to talk to you, man. Like I I've, know, it's it's uh it's been a long time coming, I feel. We've been trying to get you on this podcast for like since the beginning, basically, it feels like. I know. Uh <clears throat> just a lot of uh, missed opportunities. It really here is. we are now. Well, we had one. <laughs> we had a good practice run. Yep, you know, we did. and, and uh, uh, Cannon, the old podcaster over here, didn't understand how to do things correctly and accidentally deleted everything. So now we're back for round two. We're ready to go. Round two fight. You've been staying busy lately. It has been very, very busy. Uh, thankfully, um, I was a little nervous when all this hit that um, Tarbell Marketing and Design might take a nosedive, but. <laughs> Um, your uncle's been keeping me in business and, um, it's been fun to kind of, um, you know, get, get everything going and, and try and give these kids a, an opportunity to show some livestock. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, it looks like you're staying crazy busy for anybody that doesn't know Jace is doing a whole bunch of stuff with the virtual stock show and, and all that, uh, promoting and marketing and all that stuff. Jace is doing those ads and, and promotional items. How yep, how was how that experience? I actually been? have, I actually have uh, a virtual show on in front of me as we speak. I was just working on a, a project for your uncle that uh, we're really excited about. Um, right before you called, so um, it's, well, nice. it's been interesting, uh, but it's been fun. It's been a good experience thus far. So you've been watching those virtual shows? Yeah, we've been entering some. Uh, yeah. Actually, California State Fair just canceled yesterday, and so um, we are kind of, you know, in that what what is our next step move? Yeah. Um, you know, we had quite a few on feed for State Fair, so it's just one of those things of where do we pivot from here, and um, we'll we'll keep on pressing forward, but it's just might be in a different direction. Do you think that California State Fair will do a virtual show or? Or no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, no. I think maybe a, an outside entity might. Okay, um, that makes sense. Find something for them, but um, <clears throat> from from what you know, we kind of gathered on the the meeting yesterday. It just kind of sounded as though they hadn't quite done their homework or looked into providing an alternative option. And so, I think it's one of those things that we're going to have to take it upon ourselves if we want to provide these kids with something and. Um, you know, or, you know, do they learn the life lesson of none of us can control this virus and what it does. And that's, those are the lessons that, uh, unfortunately, but fortunately, well, this it, project, go ahead. Uh, it's actually not till it's not till the middle of July. So I think okay. that kind of, it kind of caught people off guard a little bit. We all knew it was coming, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just one of those things that, you just got to roll with the punches and, and keep on going. So Well, and you know what? There might be a, a, in the middle of June, there might be a breaking news. We're good to go. And then maybe the state fair is canceled. But 
we you guys can set up a little jackpot show or something like that. Exactly. Not, not virtually, but the actual deal. I cannot wait to see a live pig show again. Gosh dang, I'm yep, tired uh, of this no, virtual I'm, deal already. <laughs> I think I'd probably drive anywhere in the, in the country right now if I could just go uh, go show some pigs and kind of get back in the routine of things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't. We don't have any pigs in the barn personally right now, so uh, this this stir crazy cabin feverness that I've been experiencing has been real, and I am ready for this stay at home quarantine um, nonsense to be lifted. I'm yeah. I'm ready to get out. I told somebody the other day. I said I miss being around strangers, and I said that's a really weird thing to say. I said, but I said I'm just tired of. Um, you know, seeing the same thing over and over and over again every day. I'm ready for something new and exciting. I agree with you. And it's funny that you say that. I, I've been able to get out of the house just because I'm, I'm an essential worker in quotation marks. Uh, uh, and today I was leaving the store and I don't know, I just, even with being an essential worker, I don't feel like people are talking that much just because we're trying to keep six feet away. There's that tension in the air. And while I was leaving today, there was a guy parked right next to me that was going into the grocery store and he had the exact same pickup, but it sounded 10 times better. And I, I just stopped him and we talked for like 20 minutes and I just stopped him. I was like, Hey, how do I sound? How do I make my pickup sound like that one? And it, and all, that's all it took. And we sat in the parking lot for 20 minutes, just talking to, and it, it felt like both of us were just looking for some social interaction because I mean, he was willing to talk to me for 20 minutes in a, and it's hot out here in Arizona. I don't know about you in California, but it's already hot here, and I'm not excited. It's probably about it. not as it's probably not as hot as it is in Arizona. But let me tell you, I don't do hot weather, so it is too hot already. Oh yeah, I hate it. My um, AC is I could out. Live in it. I could I could live in Alaska yes. any day of the week. I'd like to live anywhere that's cold. Um, <clears throat> that those are my ideal conditions. So when I got to break out my shorts and show off my white legs. Um, it's not usually my favorite time of year. So <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah, I I'm not excited for it, but no, it's it's been a crazy time, and and that's as long as we'll talk about the virus because it's yep. I'm I'm pissed off at it to be honest with you. Yep. I don't want I don't want to tired of giving it life. Yeah, yep. exactly. But hopefully exactly. it's hopefully it's ended, and that's all we're gonna say. Exactly. Now, uh, you okay? We're gonna talk about it one more time, just because you're in a state that. I feel like it would be nuts to be in a state uh, like California during this time. And I don't think you're in the, you're not in the hub of it, but there still has to be some people that are coming in that are just crazy. Yeah. I live where we're at. I mean, our, we're in a, uh, the very red part of the state. Um, That's good. But we're also in a larger metropolitan area where, you know, I look at it and, our town that to me is, Hey, this is my little hometown, if you will. Um, as I'm doing air quotes when I say little, um, <laughs> but you know, we have almost 200,000 people in this town. And so you'd be surprised at, even though we are very red and conservative in our, in our political climate, it's still very, uh, there for a while. It was very, um, manic, I would say, you know, people are still, everybody and their mother has a mask on and everybody has gloves on. And I'm here, like, slap some hand sanitizer on my hands just to <laughs> be safe and yeah. we're going to keep rolling that way. Um, my mom actually works in the emergency room in town. Um, and so, 
we've kind of come to the realization that we are, we've probably been exposed to it, um, a long time ago. Yep. Um, I know my mom has been around positive, um, confirmed patients. Um, but it's one of those things that we kind of got to just keep on keeping on and, um, try not to, you know, obviously there's businesses that are closing and that aren't going to make it out of this. And that's the scary thing to me is not necessarily our current, um, situation, but what the aftermath of things are going to be like, because it's, it's, I think it's really going to play, have a toll on the economy and, um, it already has, it has. (laughs) And, and, but I think more than anything, I think it's going to be a, I I almost feel like it's going to be more of a delayed approach, um, of when that burden is going to really bear its ugly head because, you know, right now some of these people can still, you know, barely limp along, but, um, you know, also right now, you know, a lot of payments have been delayed and, you know, there's some, um, some help out there, but when that veil gets lifted and it's time to go back to it, you know, I have a feeling a lot of these places are going to, um, still fight the, um, hesitancy that, um, that the public has developed, you know, just all the stuff on the media making you almost scared to leave your house. You know, I'm not personally saying that, but there's, you know, people that really, buy into it and really feel that, you know, if they leave their house, there's a good chance that they could die. And, you know, that's, that's scary for private business and anything else. I mean, heck you've, um, you see more people in a grocery store or in Lowe's or Home Depot or Target or Menards or wherever you're going to be at. I mean, you see more people in those establishments than you do at, at normal stores. You know, you'd think they'd kind of open some places up so that they're not so concentrated. Well, that that was my whole deal, and and we're gonna stop talking about this soon enough. But when when this first all happened, and I was working in that grocery store, and they shut everything down, that was just pushing everybody, and it was literally everybody was just going to a grocery store, going to Home Depot, going to Lowe's, either going to those stores to get things to do their hobby stuff or housework, or just stock up on groceries. And I, it was very one-sided to me. I didn't think that it, that was the right move, but I mean, we're, we're a month down the road and there's no stopping it now. Yeah. When it all happened, I actually was out in Missouri and, um, I, I didn't know I was going to, I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it home because all the flights kept canceling. And, um, but we, we went to the grocery store a few times and made sure Jamie got stocked up on, um, you know, groceries and anything else that she might need while, um, while we could and while I was out there to help her. So, um, but finally made it home. And I mean, it was like, I w- walked through Denver airport and there wasn't really a soul in sight in the middle of the day. And it was just, That's it crazy. just felt like it, it felt like a movie. I mean, like a zombie I, I apocalypse. It's cliche, yeah. It's cliche <laughs> to say, but I mean, this whole thing has just felt like, it's just felt surreal. It doesn't feel like this is, you know, truly what is going on in the world right now. Um, but there's a harsh reality and that is that we're not in a dream. It's happening. And like I said, keep rolling with the punches. And I just keep thinking, I mean, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate to be considered an essential or essential worker. And, and my company's been helping us out. I mean, two weeks into the, the company gave everybody that's been working there since February, they gave them all $150 gift cards. I mean, so I think, I think there's businesses and companies out there that, 
they're definitely benefiting from this, but they're also pushing it out there and, and helping communities and stuff like that. But you, you watch, uh, do you watch Ozarks? Oh, I love that show. I already finished the last season. I haven't watched the third season yet. Oh, I'm so actually, good. my girlfriend, Faith, she's watching, she's watching it the first time through right now. So I was just like, you know what? I'll hold off on the third season. I'll get a little refresher course on it. But I was thinking, how are businesses like that going to survive? Like, um, I mean, touristy business, Ozark yep. business. I, I mean, summer businesses, 4th of July businesses. If this stuff isn't gone by then, those businesses, oh, gosh, they're going to suffer. That's rough. Well, that's what we were uh, planning a bachelor party or trying to plan a bachelor party for Same. a good buddy of mine. And they're getting married the end of August. And I said, I don't. I don't know when or if any of these places are going to be open for us to even go. I said, jokingly, I said we could go on a on a cruise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we we could do that for cheap, but um, you know, it's not really go to Hawaii for pretty cheap. Can't yeah, you? I think so. But you know, it's just one of those things. Like you just don't know. I mean, we don't know what the rest of the year is going to look like in terms of being able to show livestock or um, you know do anything vacation wise or. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those, I feel like absolutely nobody knows what they're doing. Everybody's just kind of going through the motions every day, waiting for a, a small sense of normalcy to come back. Dude, I've um, got a, I've got a two week trip to Europe this summer, July 1st through July 16th. And I don't think I'm going to be able to go. I don't think you're going to be able to go. <laughs> I'm pretty upset about it, dude. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't, I, I, if you, if you do, you are extremely lucky. I am envious. Well, I would, and even, I would probably pay a lot of money right now to just be able to go travel and get out and go do something. But I don't even know if I would want to go, even if it clears right. up within the next month. I mean, I don't even right. know if I want to risk going there. Right. Okay. Well, and see, and I think that's, that's, you know, <laughs> that's where everybody's at. Nobody, everyone's nobody just scared. Nobody's sure if they want to risk it or if they yeah. want to just say, Hey, it's okay. Coast is clear. I'm in the but same boat with you. About that, so. my, my buddy's planning a wedding in uh, September, and there's no way we're going to do a bachelor trip or, or bachelor party. It sucks. Yep. Okay. Let's let's but get back to let's enough about, about the corona. Old corona, old COVID nineteen. Yep. Now, uh, did your I don't remember. Did your parents show livestock? How did you get into uh, showing livestock? My mom grew up showing livestock, showed pigs and sheep. Okay. Um, she had a flock of sheep and um, was competitive at it. And I mean, nothing, nothing major, but showed a lot. My grandpa grew up showing, um, and so I got into it. I don't, I can't even remember. It might have been seventh grade or so that I started showing. Sixth grade, seventh grade. Um, got into 4-H and then. Four H and showed a couple times, and I mean, it was. You know, I always laugh and tell all the kids that, you know, they go to shows and they win a class or something and they're bummed. I'm like, oh, heck, when I showed, I'm like, I got my ass whipped. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I never would have dreamed of having the success that some of these kids get to have. And don't get me wrong. Now I'm competitive as as I'll get out. And I don't I don't like to lose whatsoever. But um, I said, you know, some of these kids kind of take it for granted. And the game has changed so much. I I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, I can remember us showing or growing up showing. And I said, nobody had a big fancy trailer. You know, the fancy trailer that you envied was a, you know, one of those really short ones that you had to almost crawl in. You know, those were like, wow, 
these people are living high on the hog. Uh, no pun intended there, but um, <laughs> you know, no, it's I, one I, of those things. I completely agree with you. It was like the it was like um, like 2012, 2010 to 2015. That ye- those five years was just like a huge expansion into like, okay, we're just going to throw money into this pig deal really quick. Like everybody yep. was just like, okay, let's do it. Yeah, it, it just is crazy. And, you know, like I said, all these families there, I tell them, I'm like, hey, this is this is a financially uh, demanding sport if you'd like to be competitive, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, you can be competitive without putting a bunch of money into it, but it's just changed so much and, it's so much more competitive now, and I, I like that about it. I think it's, I think it's a blast. It's my favorite thing to do. But um, it'll be interesting, you know, going forward. And um, I'm actually making the big move to the Midwest next month. So you are um, moving. Yep, I'm moving uh, to Missouri. In the, yep, getting out of California. So moving to Missouri next month. Um, and so it'll be it'll be interesting to just see how things change and. Um, you know, what, what kind of comes about or gets, you know, maybe a little different, um, how things are different. I'm sure, sure it will be an, a, an adjustment period, but yeah. I'm excited for it and excited to live in a, in a place that's a lot cheaper and um, <laughs> not sure I'm ready for the humidity yet, but, um, I guess it's now or never. So, well, that's um, the good thing about your job is you can, you can do that. I mean, you can pick up your stuff and go, I mean, you're, you're pretty mobile. Exactly. And that's what, um, you know, it's Jamie and I had talked about her coming out here and she likes it out here, but I said, neither one of us want to be out here, uh, eventually. And so I said, why would we set, set any roots out here when yeah. we can go out there? I said, I can go wherever and, um, you know, let, let it move and, um, you know, see what happens. I'm excited. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm excited for you to experience a big change like that. I think all big changes like that are, I mean, they're big character boosters. I I think, I think it really pushes you to just find out who you are and and maybe change a little bit with the, with the environment. I I like those, those opportunities. And and that's what I had told Jamie one time I go, you know, a few years back, um, I had, uh, gotten internship at the black gold classic down in Texas Mm-hmm. and I had, uh, I think at that point, I don't think I'd been out of California before. I think I'd only been to Hawaii. My aunt lived in Hawaii for several years, so we had visited her one time. But anyways, I had gotten an internship. Um, this was when I was running Western Bonanza, and I got an internship uh, to go out and help run Black Gold Classic, and so I went out there, and I knew nobody. I mean nobody. And I was nervous, and I was flying out there, and I can remember Ashley Mason told me, hey, so-and-so is going to pick you up at the airport. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I don't, I don't know anybody. And I said, that was potentially the most, the most fun I've probably had. Um, because I, I knew nobody and, you know, I came out of it. Um, I mean, heck, I still met one guy that I'm still one of my really good buddies, um, Field Spencer. And um, he's, you know, I, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have thought going out there that I would have probably met any any friends, but um, I think it'll be good to kind of get a change of scenery and kind of uh, turn the page into a new chapter. It will be good for you, I think. I, I really do. And and um, well, you're gonna have to find some new kids. 
I guess I you're know. gonna have to in Missouri, right? Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> everybody's been laughing. They're like, "What do you need a barn for?" And I said, "Well, I said we cleaned out Hannah's barn here." Um, and I said because I I go let's face it. I said if she Hannah lives in Kansas, um, she goes to K State. So I said uh, we're never gonna raise pigs in this barn again. I said so if she is gonna show anymore, they're gonna be out there with me. Um, and I said, and even better with that is I said, she can come over on the weekends and work them herself. <laughs> True. She um, could. I don't have to, she's got way more patience than myself. So, um, <clears throat> but yep, I have already kind of don't, don't, uh, don't you worry. I've already kind of tried to plant a couple seeds and Good deal. find some families to help just cause I don't think I could, I don't think I could not. Well, yeah, I, I don't think you couldn't either. And that's why I was saying, I mean, you, you got to find some families over there. If anybody's in Missouri, Wants Jace to help him. Let me know. Follow Tarbell Marketing <laughs> and Design on Facebook. Yep, exactly, exactly. Now, um, yeah, it'll it'll change a bit, but um, I think the hardest thing is going to be all the families that I currently yeah. help here. That adjustment of you know going from hey I'll just be there in a couple hours to um, hey you're going to have to just send videos every week and um, go that direction. So, but like I said, we're going to roll with the punches and. I'm sure all good will come out of it. Yep, that's all you can do. And and I'm sure they'll be okay with it. As long as they stay on top of the videos, it, it'll be just fine. It'll be just like oh, you're exactly. there. Exactly. The hardest part is just staying on getting getting those videos. I remember when I was showing, trying to get videos every week. That was atrocious. Yeah, I'm, 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 I hate the videos myself, but it's one of those things that I'm like, you guys just got to get in a routine. Yeah. It's the best way to do it and <clears throat> best – Best plan of attack for us to be successful. Exactly. Now, did you go, you got into FFA in high school? Yep, I did FFA through high school and um, I jackpotted a little bit. And, um, it was a different you know, game, like we were saying earlier. It I mean, was. It was, and I didn't, I mean, we didn't, you know, I can remember, I think the most pigs I've ever shown, you know, or fed when I was growing up, I should say, were, you know, it'd be something wild if Jace had three pigs in the barn. You know, that was like, whoa, <laughs> slow your roll, buddy. <laughs> and so now it's like, okay, you know, I think at Phoenix this year, I think I want to say we had 25 head there. And, oh, wow. you know, it's like <laughs> I, I've, you know, come, come, I've come quite a ways, but there's still a long ways to go. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things that, like you said, it's been said the game has changed so much that, every year it's like, Hey, you almost have to make sure you're on your a game and figure out what, what you need to do to change. And, um, I love, we all, Hannah's gone to several big shows and I love going to national shows because it's, um, you're, you're going against the best of the best and you got to really push yourself to, you know, (laughs) either get your ass whipped and learn from it or, um, you know, step up and be ready to be ready to take it head on. And we've had some success at multiple levels. So, um, it's just one of those things I would 10,000 times rather go to a big show and, um, go stand fourth, fifth in a class than, you know, go to a jackpot and win a class. Uh, Hannah did did pretty good at, uh, this past Arizona nationals, didn't she? Yeah. Hannah had a very good, um, honestly, all the kids that I helped, we had an incredible Arizona nationals, um, we didn't, I was, I was very, uh, hopeful. I told Hannah, um, 
before we showed, we had a, she had a Hampshire guilt that I thought could have won the guilt show potentially. And I told her, I said, Hey, if, if we win Arizona right now, I said, you're done. Your career is done. We're, we're ending it on a high note. We're not going to, we're not going to ruin the moment. And, um, we won, we won the Hamp guilts and my cousin won, was reserving the Hamp guilts. And, um, we had, uh, Cooper, I think won the Landry's guilts. And so we had a, we, we had a really good set out there, but, um, we didn't win, uh, the guilt show. And so as we were leaving the ring, I said, well, I said, the only bright side to this is I said, you get to keep showing, <laughs> but I'm not going to cut you off just yet. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully we'll get that chance again and, um, get to, you know, give it one one or two more tries and um, see what happens. But yeah. there's just some of those kids that, that you just love helping. And um, I mean, heck the uh, Hannah's brothers, actually the one that um, we were playing, we were playing on a bachelor party for. And um, you know, all those kids just kind of turn into family and um, you know, you get, you get a bond with them and um, they kind of fear you at times and, <laughs> and love you at other times. Yeah. And, you know, we win together and we lose together and, you know, it's just one of those things. A lot of people don't understand this, this whole game and that's okay because they don't need to, yeah. um, <clears throat> because don't make a ton of money doing it and just do it because we love it. Actually, we probably lose a ton of money, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, um, you it's, definitely, it's worth it. yeah, I, I think that's what it's about to be honest with you. I mean, winning's fun and, and it's been said a bunch of times winning's fun, but I mean the bonds and the relationships that you, uh, kind of muster over time it's incredible like the friends that i still have and the friends that you still have i mean it's a great experience exactly and Especially i mean there's traveling <laughs> oh exactly and it's like you know you meet some of these people that you have stuff in common with and you know things that you like to go do together and you kind of meet up a couple times a year it's nothing that you got to plan because it's already planned for you and you know kind of not none of us really get to go on vacation very much so you know, we all get to meet up at, at these shows and kind of catch up and drink beer and, you know, <laughs> have a good time. And I think that's, you know, one of my favorite things about it is just the people that you get to meet, and, you know, get the friendships you make and um, impact you get to have on some of these people. Do you think that, um, off the cuff question, do you think that Expo is still going to happen? I don't know. I'm a pessimist. There's um, no way, right? I mean, I, don't, I, 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 don't I would love... Think... I would love. I would it. love for it too. Also, um, one of the families I help is going, and so I mean, I love Expo. It's one of my favorite shows. But um, I just, I don't know. I it's I've got a, a blurred, you know, viewpoint from it because we're in such a liberal state, and we're here canceling the, the state fair, which is in two months. And so for me, I mean, heck, it's more than two months. Yeah, you know, almost three months away, and um, I'm, you know. I'm hopeful that it'll happen, but I'm also realistic that it, there's a high chance that it's not going to. Um, I, just, I, I sure hope they find a way because that would be awesome. I really hope they find a way, but just I can't understand how they're going to make it work, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, they could probably have it, but the backlash that they'll have from it. I know. It's going to be real bad. Right. And and there's, you know, I get it. There's, you know, the safety, public health concern and you know, on that front, all of us are like, we don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Give, give, get me sick, but we <laughs> want to show pigs. You know, we just want, want to get back to that normal. But at the same time, it's also, if it's not, if it's not safe for the general public, 
not that they're coming, but, you know, to have an influx of um, traveling individuals, uh, not only flying in, but, you know, crossing through multiple states to get there. You know, it's a lot of traveling, um, a, a lot of travel that I don't, I don't know that they would deem essential. Yeah. And I, well, you can, anybody can call me a trader right now, but I don't think that they should have expo if this, if this is going to continue as it is right now. And, and like, there isn't, uh, if we haven't flattened the curve, as they say, I I'm against right. it. I mean, I, I think right. that we should be staying away from each other. That's way too many people coming from way too many States, way too many cities. Uh, well, and, and for me, it's one of those things that I guess there's too many, uh, there's too many contradicting sources of information out there that I, I don't really know what's true and what's not. I, you know, there's a part of me that, you know, like I said, my mom works in the hospital and she said it's empty. You know, there's not anybody there. There's, you know, the, the cases that have come in, unless they're immunocompromised, the, you know, survival rate is very high. Yeah. Um, and so you've got this kind of opposing, you know, pers- perspectives on it. And I just don't know, I don't you know don't which know one to trust. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a germaphobe and I'm not somebody that really buys into that stuff. So, um, I don't really know that I'm so concerned about that. But again, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, that, that believe strongly that, Hey, we need to open everything back up. I mean, like I said, the biggest concern for me is the economy. Yeah. That's my, my biggest concern. Yeah. That's uh, and what did we do? We said we weren't going to talk about it and here we are. I know here we are, but back it is, I just, um, yeah, I'm not even worried about my immune dude. I wasn't even worried about this. I work at a grocery store. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that I've um, I've had contact with this. But I mean, us us ag people, we've eaten pig shit, we've eaten cow shit, we've eaten goat shit, lamb shit, everything. We I mean, there's nothing our immune system really can't handle. Like we're we're pretty good, I think. Still, it's but it's about the underlying factor of all that other stuff but yeah the economy oh, sure. the economy is going to be really bad i mean they'll there'll be a little uh there'll be a spike and then it'll we'll see if a recession hits <laughs> probably yeah, shouldn't laugh at that but no but like i said it's we were due some for of one. us the coping the coping mechanism is you know, <laughs> yeah laughing to, to laugh about it <laughs> <Yes>. so <laughs> exactly. uh, i think that's what some people don't understand is we might not legit find it funny but that's gonna be how we're gonna cope no, with we it, gotta so. like we have to laugh about it we are all locked in our houses the gyms aren't open nothing's open what are we supposed to do did you know that like um, i i guess i mean you can start a podcast all right this is true i mean there, I, I there's think... quite a there's there's quite a few good ones out there though so i don't know that uh i don't know that i need to i'd rather just help market them i think uh amazon's out of podcasting mics actually Probably so, so. I really, I actually read that they were. I think people are just buying wow. them. They're just like, let's go, let's start one. Uh, yeah, just hop in. I'm like, okay, more power to you. Do it. Yep. The um, more the merrier. The more the merrier. That's what I say. You know how I think, Jace. Sure. Yep, I hear you. <laughs> now, I hear you loud and clear. What did you want to do um, after high school? What were what were uh, Jace Tarbell's master plans after high school? It was funny. I posted uh, the other day on Instagram. There was a uh, two truths and a lie post, um, and one of them was that my first 
real job was working at a Jimmy John's. Um, and that I, one of them was that I wanted to be a vet. And then the other one was that, uh, I got my introduction into graphic design by taking a course in college. And, um, I said, the only one that wasn't true was the graphic design course one. <laughs> um, I thought when I went to school that I was going to be a vet and I was pre-vet when I went to Cal Poly and about three weeks in, I realized that I'm not pre-vet. Like 75% um, of all the other students in pre-vet. Yeah, no, couldn't, couldn't do it. That was way too much for me. And, um, I, I just, you know, figured that it was not, um, I, I, I could never do it. I, I didn't want to be in school that long. Um, it's and, a commitment. Um, so I, I switched multiple times, but, um, um, I switched multiple times, but, um, and what I wanted to do, but heck, I still didn't land on what I really want, or what, I finally landed on what I really wanted to do, but I never did go to school for it. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it was, I was thought I would have DVM after my name for there, there for a long time. And, um, that never did happen. So. I think um, uh, I think you're in a boat with a lot of ag kids because I I'm gonna throw myself in that boat. Up until my senior year of high school, I wanted to be. I didn't go into college as a pre vet, but up until my senior year, I wanted to be a vet for the longest time. And then I saw my first case of some bad stuff happen to one of my barrows. He had a sore on his leg, and I don't. It got infected or something. And I went out to the barn one day, and I went to go check his leg and, and kind of wrap it and unwrap it, and there was a hole straight through it. I could, I could see through his leg and like see the other side. And I, I like, I about threw up right there. I was like, I was like, I'm done. It was like, I was a weekend of my senior year. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to college next year. I'm going to be a vet weekend of my senior year. I have this barrel happen to me and I'm like, I got to change my whole life. I don't even know what I want to do now. Yeah. I don't mind the gory stuff and that stuff doesn't really bother me too much, but it just was not, I'm not, I'm probably not smart enough to be a vet and I did not. That too. Enough. Yeah. I, I can't, um, I have, I, I don't think I could stand another, um, couldn't stand another few years of school and get me out of there as soon as possible. Okim is hard. That's all I have Okim, to say. Okim, <laughs> Okim is the reason that I left Cal Poly yes. for a while without a degree. So yes. <laughs> I think I took it multiple, biochem is also difficult. So, yeah. um, I, I, uh, not for me after, after taking the, the basic, I can do gen chem, that's the problem, but start throwing organic stuff in there and nope, I'm out. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm I, with I you took, on that. I took both OCHEM and biochem twice, I believe. And, um, I, that was, that nearly broke me. I almost said, no, I'm not doing this. Science is rough. Science, I feel like science and I hate math. I'm not good at math, but I feel like science, if you don't have the mind for it, it's really hard to wrap your wrap your mind around it for me. Yeah, I I can't say that there's a subject that I honestly <laughs> really love. I like um, history. See, I'm not a history. I don't like history very much. Okay, you don't I, like, I don't like. What do you mean you don't I mean, like I don't, history? I, I don't like learning. Like I don't want to take a class on history. Okay. Like if you had, if I had to decide between a math and a history course, I'd rather take a math course. Interesting. Personally, okay. But I just I don't like memorizing stuff. I'd rather learn how to do something, yeah. you know, a method than, okay, tell me who won the war of such and such yeah. and who wore a red hat, you know, like that just doesn't really, I, I never could get into that. So 
Um, well, I'm not talking like social studies, your sophomore yeah. year of high school. I'm I'm talking about like a little in, more intimate history. I'm gonna. Hey, do you like podcasts? Do you listen to any? I, I listen to some, um, not nearly as much as I used to. I'm I'm more of a when I work, I throw in. Uh, I've got a playlist that I listen to all the time, and that's all. I usually, if I have anything distracting me, it's not really a not really a productive work session. What's your uh, playlist consist of? Uh, there's a couple. Down. My my music choices are all over the place. You um, like a whole bunch of genres. Really, a whole bunch of stuff. Me too. Pretty it's, much a big a big variety. It's good to have some variety in there. Keep your mind working. Yeah, I. Uh, it it kind of just depends on the day and what my mood is like, which um, varies from day to day and how much creativity I currently have at the moment and what time of day it is. If I'm working at 3 a.m., my podcast or my playlist is probably going to be a little different at, than at uh, 9 a.m. So I feel that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm the type of person I can I like being in a busy place, but throw my AirPods in and crank the music up as loud as it'll go, and I can focus for hours. I've been seeing on uh, you, you tweeted that you've been it's been hard to stay kind of busy and and stay motivated through this time, uh, and yeah, I just want to say tough. amen. Oh man, this whole thing I said it's just thrown my routine off. Yeah, I work, I, I I work at a coffee shop most days, and I cannot work at home. There's too much distraction. Yeah, my dog's dropping the ball at my feet. You know, I just it's easy to get distracted at home, and I like going and sitting in a coffee shop and getting an iced tea, and I just you know work my day there and leave and go get lunch and then come back, and I can't do it. Yeah, I was at I was at Starbucks the other day, and I've been working in front of the Starbucks in my truck to use their Wi-Fi. <laughs> and I I said I just want to go up there and be like, hey, I will sanitize, but please, can I just sit in here? I just need somewhere to go, so somewhere to completely escape and and just kind of get uh, you know get far removed. I said it's for me. It's like showing up to an office. Uh, once I get to the coffee shop, okay, it's time to work. And yeah. when I'm at home, you know, <laughs> I might be sitting on the couch or, you know, something like that. And it's easy for me to get distracted. So this whole thing has really thrown my productivity for a loop. I've forced myself to stay fairly productive, but um, it's just really hard to get in the groove and have that same routine every day when there's nothing to keep your routine going. Yeah, it's rough. It's really exactly. rough. It is. Um, I want you to check out uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, just for me. Okay, this, this is a podcast. You're I'll, talking. Yeah, I'll send you. I'm gonna send it to you. Actually, I'm gonna send you a shorter one first. See if you like the shorter one, because his are like two hour long podcasts. Oh his wow, are, his are really long. But it's it's a two hour long podcast about history, but it's. It's so entertaining. I mean, he he does the best work possible of giving you all the details that you really, really want to know about and none of the details that you don't. It, he that, does a that, great job. That's the type of history that I might be interested in. Yes, yes. He does. He's got a dude. He's got a five part series on World War One and each episode is two and a half hours. I'm, I'm not going to lie, Cannon. Right now, I'm like, oh, this sounds miserable. It, it was incredible. <laughs> It was incredible. It was so satisfying. And he's got one about the cons that's like five episodes, two or hour and a half each. But I I throw those in while I'm work. I just cut meat all day, dude. I'm right. just like I'm making a list and I cut meat and 
And that's when I listen to podcasts is either when I'm driving or I'm cutting meat. And yep. And it doesn't take a lot of brain cells to cut meat. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> well, so, I, I always tell, I always tell Jamie, I'm like, she'll call me while I'm working. And I'm like, she's like, I'll just let you work. I'm like, sorry. I, I'm like, I cannot, I can't multitask yeah. very well. I'm like, I, if somebody's trying, if my brain has to think about what I'm talking about, I said, there's either going to be large gaps in the conversation where I ask, what were we talking about? Or, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to work. So, um, I'm, I'm one of those people, like it has to be music that I've probably listened to before or that I don't know whatsoever. Um, because I'm either going to sit there and I'm just not going to know the words or, um, the only nice thing about being able to work from home is that I can sing out loud. They kind of frown on that. They frown on that in the coffee shop. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, you're going to get accustomed to it. I I am. I'm going to, you know, blurt out some, some Lizzo lyrics or something in the middle of the (laughs) Starbucks once we're back and, um, kind of feel a little embarrassed, but probably, um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting, but honestly, it's, you know, just one of those things that I, I'm, I'm sure everybody's going through it. There's a lot of people that, you know, have to stay home that never do stay home and that at least I don't have kids running around. Dude, I was just going to say that. Kids, I was just going to say uh, some people have kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> gosh, dang. If I, if I oh. had kids, I'd be like, you guys need to go out to the barn and you just stay out there until three o'clock. That's when school gets out. Gosh, and you're allowed dang. to come back in. Shout out to all the parents listening right now that are just that are rolling their eyes at us because yeah. <laughs> we're complaining and they have five I'm kids gonna, running around. I'm gonna relish in the days that you know there's not children running around because I think when those days happen, oof. Okay, here's a little future scariness for you. I was thinking about this the other day. This happened so fast, like this coronavirus deal. Um, and Corona first came around in like 2013. Right. So I don't think that these viruses are going to get better with the nope. more like with the population just rising and rising as much as it, as much as it, as it is. So like what if this is just like a like a 5 year thing? Like every 5 years we just go into quarantine for 3 months or something. Like that'd be crazy. Canon, you better go knock on some wood. Okay, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Because if we if we got to go through this, yeah, if we got to go through this uh, <laughs> this quarantine thing every five years, Lord help me. <laughs> Gosh, dang because it. I don't know that I could do it. What if they start doing uh, um, like uh, the drills, like quarantine drills? Hey, spend a uh, week by man. yourself. We're shutting everything down. <laughs> when I, I said I said you know that there's there's some people that you know they're not working or you know, they're, they're working from home and, and they're, they don't really have to do anything. Yeah. And I say, you know, uh, my, my, uh, family, my mom's, um, she works for a plastic surgeon on some days. And so obviously the plastic surgery, um, center is closed. Um, but she's, you know, home, home a bunch. And, um, they're like, Hey, you want to watch a movie? And I'm like, I would love to, but I've, <laughs> I've got to work. Yeah. I'm like, I can't, I, I'm not, my quarantine is not, oh, I'm so bored. It's, oh, I'm so unmotivated. Um, you know, I, I, and if we had maybe some, um, uh, maybe if we had some pigs in the barn that might be able to, to consume my time just long enough, um, you know, to, to where it kept some normalcy in my life. Well, yeah, it'd be nice if you just had a couple, if you just had one, 
I know. I mean, it'd be so nice. I wish I had a dog at this point. Hey, a dog is a good thing. Uh, dude, I uh, love a your lot corgi. of a What's lot your of corgi's name. Uh, her name is Marley. Marley. Yeah, she's uh, a lot of a lot of tennis balls have been thrown in this quarantine. Yeah. Um, she's she's been in the pool every day. Uh, she's a big swimmer, so that is going to be she's going to be a little upset when we when we move to Missouri because she's not going to have mom and dad's pool to uh, to swim around in all the time. Oh, geez, yeah, that's not good. Be, uh, no, she's she's not going to like that. You're going to have to buy our kitty pool. Well, Jamie actually asked me if I could get um, her and Marley a, a pool to lay in, and I'm like, um, where are we going to put a pool, Jamie? <laughs> I'm like, that's. I'm like, I'm all about it, but I don't. I honestly, I just don't know where we're going to put that. Where are you guys living? Are you guys living in an apartment? Or you got a house? No, so uh, she. We have a house. She's lived there for a year and okay. a half. So um, we're out in the country, but. I said, I don't think uh, our landlord, Jeff, I said, I don't think Jeff's going to want me to put a pool on his grass. Um, and I said, in the back patio isn't quite big enough for a pool. <laughs> and I said, I don't think you realize what Marley is like in the pool. I said, she's not like, hey, I'm going to lounge here for a while. I'm like, she's going to do some, you know, some belly flops in and there's going to be corgi hair floating everywhere. Yeah. And she's going to rip a hole in a above ground oh, pool yeah. in about 10 seconds. Yep. Yep. She's, you know, she's used to at home that she's got, you know, an in-ground pool that she can, she knows where all the steps are and she goes for swims all the time by herself and, yeah. um, jumps off the, you know, off the waterfall and whatnot. But, um, it'll, it'll be interesting. I think she'll, she'll, she'll like it out there. There's she jumps off a um, waterfall. Oh, heck yeah. She's, she's a daredevil in the pool. I can remember when she first um, was a pup, I got her in the water as soon as I could because I wanted to make sure that she was, um, you know, comfortable around the water. And yeah. ever since, man, she's, she'll go underwater. She'll jump in. She, she's crazy. That's awesome. Dude, you post so many pictures of Marley on, uh, your Facebook page. Why have we never seen a video of her jumping off the waterfall? I want to, I, probably, that's, should, I that's, probably should do that this summer. That's content that I want to see. The, the thing about it is that most of the time in order for her to jump off the waterfall, I have to be in the pool. And, uh, I don't know about you, but that pool is quite chilly still. That's a great shot. Okay. Do it for the shot. Yep. I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe if I could get her to, uh, jump in somehow, um, otherwise, um, I would, but Hey, it's, it's supposed to be 94 this week. So, um, there may be a chance that I'm in the pool already. There might be, there might be. No, 94 I think, is way too hot for me. Yeah, that's that's way too hot. I think you should. Uh, you 64 should. is like a like that's a that's a comfortable range for me. Oh, let's, that's let's stay six, below 64. Below? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a little. Give me chilly. the cold weather. That's a little nope, chilly. Give me the cold weather. I want. I want like. I want to be able to wear a jacket. I'm all. I'm with you on that. I mean, when I lived in Wyoming for two years, that was the that was the best thing for me is I could wear a jacket every day. Because I hate wearing t-shirts. T-shirts suck. Oh, I know. Yep. Especially when you rock a dad bod like me. You know, it's just trying to find, you know, something that you don't look like um, Hank Hill on. You know, and <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's, I'd rather just throw on a pullover and, um, and a pair of jeans and, all right, let's do this. Well, it gets to the point in Arizona where I can't, I can't wear a gray shirt in, in the summer. Because if I do... Before I drive anywhere, or even when I get to the place where I just drove from, um, I'll be all sweaty. My the shirt will be like covered in sweat. 
Oh, I told Jamie, I said, when Nick, Hannah's brother gets married in August, I said, look, I go, I'm going to have to buy <laughs> double the clothes. I said, because August in Oklahoma and a long sleeve shirt with starch jeans and the whole nine, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to look like a wet mop. Here's what I you said, do. So, you got to put, you got to put maxi pads on your armpits. And That's you just, an interesting thing. You that just got to do it. You just got to do it. Maxi pads on your armpits. Yeah, kind of just, kind of just finagle them in there. I don't. You guys <laughs> do things a little different in Arizona, don't you? I'm gonna be honest with you. I just thought of that <laughs> um, when we were just as we were talking. But I, I think that that would be a good seems, idea. It seems painful. Painful? A ma- what like, do you think a maxi when, pad is? Aren't aren't they? Don't they have adhesive on one side? Don't they have what? No, aren't they adhesive on one side? I don't know. <laughs> well, the We're only awful. reason I know the <laughs> only reason I know this is because Marley used to be. I just got her spayed like a year and a half ago, and so uh, whenever she'd come in to heat all the time, she'd have to wear panties, and I'd have to put maxi pads in them, and they're adhesive on one side. Well, I think I can only imagine that the adhesive side needs to go in your armpit no 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 and let's just say that'd be that'd be awfully painful no you don't okay so first of all i don't think that i don't think that there's adhesives on women's i don't think so no there is because that's what we would buy okay there is so apparently apparently today's podcast is a lesson on dang. you put the adhe- okay so there are sponsored adhesives. by depends sponsored by what uh, Depends is a diaper. Well, but same same concept. Okay, you put the adhesive. What, what what's a good maxi pack brand? <laughs> I don't, I don't tam Tampax. Tam, I don't know. I don't know. We're we're getting we're getting into a lot we're of getting way further that, into this than yeah. we need to. That's what we're doing. Yes, this is true. Okay, let me just finish out my thought. Put the adhesive part <laughs> around the t-shirt, and then the pad part is. On your hair, like on your armpit hair, in your armpit. That's where the soaker is. Interesting. Okay? That's where I was going with that. <laughs> between between the history podcasts and the tam or the maxi pad armpits. Oh, I, don't, I, I will let you know which of these that I actually um, follow through on. Uh, I, I was thinking more I was thinking more to just roll with the punches and then change clothes right before uh or before the reception right before the party yeah um because i'm sure i'm gonna feel i don't know that wet maxi pads are gonna feel the most comfortable in my armpits well don't knock it till you try it and you know i've been known to cut a rug at a wedding so, yeah oh um, well you know, i need to i need to have a lot of you know flexibility and room to room to do the sprinkler and whatever. Well, uh, I mean, if you don't cut a rug at a wedding, where are you going to cut a rug? I at? mean, how, how awkward would that be if a maxi pad fell out of my armpit at the wedding? I think it'd be a great conversation it, starter. It would be very, very awkward. Well, I here's, think. if you're in a bind and you're, you're like, what can I do here? Go to a CVS and get a maxi pad. There you go. That's, that's all I was saying. That's all I was saying. Maybe I should, maybe I should do a trial run. Do a trial run. Maybe I should do a trial run for you. Maybe before you even start recommending maxi pad armpits. <laughs> maybe I just maybe I make a product for men that are armpit sweat soakers. This is not a bad idea, actually. Now we're getting more. Do, 
Interesting. Now you're, we're now we're getting into it. Now you're really getting. Um, oh, I just actually. Uh, side note: I had some Panda Express for lunch today, and uh, my fortune reads: Your career plans look bright. I'll take it. Bingo. You know why? Bingo. You know why? Because take you're, that Corona. Because we we're, we're just partnered on <laughs> male armpit hey, soakers. Let's let's just be. Let's just say my private jet is sponsored by. That's a, that's a verbal male, commitment. By by male armpit soakers. <laughs> I feel bad yeah. for anybody listening to this podcast. You know what I'm going to name probably him? Like, I don't know what you're going to name him. Mansoak. Mansoak. <laughs> Mansoaker. That's that's, that's, a, that's a name. That's a name, all right. <laughs> that is okay. a name. Gosh, enough about Enough about maxi pads. Oh, gosh. Now we're talking about the Mansoaker. That just sounds wow. awful, actually. That, I... that, honestly, I think that might be the worst. That would not be my... My professional suggestion for I, um, ever naming a product that. I hated it as soon as it came out of my mouth the first time. <laughs> I immediately regretted it. What's your uh, What's your um, consulting advice for this? You know, I would have to really think on that one. <laughs> have to get the audience. That one would That one would take some strategy and some um, maybe some uh, research. Yeah, we'd have we would definitely have to do some research, technical analysis, some yes. group work. I think maybe the first step is just figuring out if this is even a viable option. Okay. I, I would think. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. It doesn't but, sound like a bad product. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, I do, I do know that, that, that this is probably a common issue. So It is a we've common got, issue. We've got, we've got a problem, and now we're coming up with a solution. But I know a lot of judges out there in junior college – that get at the end of the day when they want to go into reasons, they want to take their uh, sport coat off to just get a little air in while they're practicing their sets. And oh, what do you what do you know? My armpits are stained. I can't take my jacket off because the pretty girls won't like me. There you I go, know. bingo, man soaker. <laughs> yep, man soaker. There it is. I hate it. Okay, I'm done saying it. Yep, yep. Next topic. Okay, Western Bonanza. Yep, that was. That's uh, a that's. that's I just want to say really quick. That's a that's a pretty huge show. Like it I, is. It's it, um, it's it's come of age for sure. It has. I think this year was. Um, this year would have been maybe forty years, thirty eight years. I don't know. Somewhere wow. in there. That's actually that's very old. Actually, actually. started in eighty five. So what would that be? Thirty five years. Yeah, that's quick math. So, Good job. Thank you. I told you I'd take math over, uh, um, over, uh, over history, um, over history. So yeah. Cause you don't like memori- um, memorizing things. I don't, I don't, but other than dates apparently, which is part of history, part of history. So you I'm like really it. contradicting myself. Now you, um, were, you, uh, you were the manager there, the livestock manager for two years. Yes. I managed, I was on the swine committee the first year <clears throat> after we were done. I said, I'm never doing this again. Why? I didn't like being on the other side of the ring. I liked being in the ring. Okay. Understandable. Um, which pipe dreams at that point, I didn't know what not doing that would really do for me. But, yeah. um, and then I ended up turning in an application for a chair position and um, got the chair position. And from there, uh, applied for the livestock manager position and was livestock manager for two years. And... 
Um, that was, that was all she wrote. How was that experience? I mean, was it, how was big the was best. the show when you were managing it? Um, if you don't mind me asking. No, it was, so probably about this, a little smaller than what it is now, not a ton smaller. Um, so I want to say probably 2,200 entries. That's a um, lot. Across the board. I mean, um, yeah, that's, including that's still a decent jackpot show. Um, but it was, I mean, West Fernando was far and away the best, um, experience of college, um, easily. That's not even a, a, a hard decision. Um, it was just a, a really fun experience filled with a bunch of good people and some people that are still some of my really good friends, um, that we made along, along the way. Um, and, you know, it's just one of, uh, for people that don't know, Western Manans is Cal Poly's jackpot and, or livestock show, but it's fully 100% student ran everything from the management to, um, I mean, when you get there to unload, you're going to have kids that are going to unload all your tack for you. You pretty much just tell them where stuff goes and your stuff. It's almost like having a, a bellhop at a, um, at a hotel. I mean, yeah. they know what pins you're in and that it shows up at your pins and, all you got to do is organize stuff and unload your pigs. And it's, I mean, it's, it is a very, very well ran uh, show. Um, I was always in charge of, um, you know, all the judges and hospitality for them. And um, <clears throat> obviously overseeing all the livestock portion of things. Uh, um, <clears throat> but alone, you know, the classes, the class that the kids are in is a class of about 120 kids. Um, and then there's a manager team of about 35 or 40. So it's a big group of kids that all kind of collectively come together over the course of um, about six months, six to eight months and plan, fully plan, fully sponsor um, and execute the whole thing. Um, it's just a really unique experience um, from what I had heard from lots of judges that said that was maybe um, within their top five of shows that they've judged in terms of, you know, taking care of them. I've worked with a lot of other shows and just consulting wise. And I've always told shows, I'm like, you know, there's a lot of people that think, Hey, we need to pay these judges a lot. And I said, most of these people aren't doing this for the pay, but what you can do is treat them like royalty when yes. they're there. Um, you may not be able to pay them a ton, but I said, you know, whenever our judges would show up, they'd always have gifts baskets with, um, you know, apparel that had, I'd already figured out what, or got what size they needed. And, um, you know, just, you know, wine and, um, and any sort of thing that just kind of, you know, if they were bringing their wife with them or if it was a female judge, you know, uh, a bouquet of flowers or, you know, just little things like that, making sure that, you know, every morning they had their coffee and they didn't have to worry about those things. It was, they were there to, to judge the livestock and they didn't need to worry about, you know, um, where they were staying, how they were getting anywhere, um, you know, what they were going to eat for dinner or breakfast or lunch or whatever it was. It was every little last bit was taken care of and, um, that was that was a the fun part about it is kind of learning you know how this all works and getting to see how to work in a team really well and um, just make something the best you can make it. Well, I think that's why they've been able to keep the quality so high at Western Bonanza is just the hospitality and everything that goes on behind the scenes in that show. You're right; it's it's a very very well run show, and that's all that I have personally never been, but I've always heard great absolute great things about that show and and i mean it goes like like you said i mean it 
it comes down to hospitality and running a show right and making sure not only that the judges are taken care of, but all the exhibitors are taken care of. And uh, it, there's a lot that goes into a show. Most oh, people exactly. don't understand the, the behind the scenes deal. Oh, of course not. Yeah, it was it was a great experience, and I think it's a very um, a very novel, uh, unique experience to to Cal Poly. And I know there's a lot of shows out there that have, you know, maybe our student ran in a way, but there's a full hierarchy that Cal Poly's or that Western Manza runs off of, and um, that kind of makes it a, a really unique experience. And that you know there is a very structured system behind it that not every other, um, not really any other shows that I know of have. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of a, the universities that I know that do these shows like little jackpots and it's usually with like an AGR chapter or, mm-hmm. um, I don't even think a, a college puts one on for a university yet anywhere. Yeah. Usually it's always kind of ran through a, it seems as though that it's always kind of ran through a club or um, a fraternity. Yeah. And, you know, Cal Poly's or Western Bonanza is not that way. Um, it's a course that you take and, um, you know, the, the university backs it all. And, oh, so it's a class. Um, You're taking a class yeah. that year? Yep. Interesting. So, you take, so Cal Poly's on the quarter system. So in the fall quarter, you take the um, – <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Fall quarter, there's no class. Winter quarter – you take, um, I'm lying. I'm lying again. Fall <laughs> quarter, you take the leadership class if you're on the management team. Okay. That's when we do all the planning, or they do all the planning. Um, and then winter quarter, which is January to April or March, um, that is when Western Anza's class is, and that's when the entire class, so a big lecture hall of 120 people, 150 people, that's when they would take the whole class, and um, they get assembled into committees, um, so each kid kind of has a role that they play throughout the weekend um, in any, whichever committee that they might be. I think there was probably 15 committees. So um, 10 or 15 committees, I can't quite remember. So, you know, for me being the livestock manager, I would, I would oversee, um, you know, probably around 45, 50 people yeah. um, over the course, you know, between my man or my committee chairs and manager or committee members, I should say. Um, but it was, it was just such a good experience and a lot of good times with those people and, um, got to kind of build a lot of relationships, meet a lot of people, people that I still do business with now, um, and, and kind of get to interact with a bunch, um, get to, you know, and just kind of really open up some opportunities there. Yeah. I bet it only kind of accelerated your, uh, want to be in the industry for a while. I mean, it kind of set your job up in it and i bet that kind of pushed you into it further right right now so. when you were you were still at cal poly when you were doing that um but you didn't i mean i think i remember you didn't really have an idea in your mind of what you wanted to do after cal poly i went in i wanted to be in sales for a while okay um, i got into that i worked for a local um interned for a local glass bottle milk company for a while um and then i actually worked for them for um, about six months after I graduated, um, I worked for them. Um, and then from there I went into, uh, produce sales, worked in produce for about a year, um, as a sales assistant. How'd you and like produce? Produce was a crazy industry. Um, 
it was good. It just wasn't for me. I'm about to have a produce guy on pretty soon, actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, produce Bonapack? is really fun. Yeah. So my uh, I know of them. My um, big in AGR at the fraternity. His dad owns Bonapack. Like their family owns Bonapack, so I'm gonna try to get him on pretty soon. Because oh, be awesome. from what he's told me, the produce game is wild. <laughs> it is. Produce go is ahead. Crazy. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, we were in. We sold mainly uh, fruit. Okay. Um, blueberries was our primary uh, commodity. Um, and it I'll was fun. Some just... of those so so fast. See, I didn't. I never had the temptation because I'm not a blueberry fan. I love blueberries. I would be skimming some every day. Yeah, I uh, we we sold a lot of blueberries and a lot of blackberries, and I don't like either, so I was okay oh, on that. Nice. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind them, but um, if we had sold raspberries, I'd be all about that. But, Here's the deal. I wonder um, if they put you. I want. Did they ask you what kind of berries you like before nope. you got the job? Maybe they put nope. you on the berries that you don't like. Just nope. Oh, and, and we were a really small office. It was only um, there were actually only three of us in the company. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so it was just a little tiny sales uh, produce sales company, and um, but it was it was good. It was a learning experience and made uh, several good connections. And um, but I had worked there for about a year, and that's when I decided that I was ready to make the jump. I was done. I was ready to work for myself and. Whether it, it failed or whether it worked, I was going to go work for myself. And um, <laughs> luckily, I was at, I figured I'm at a point in life. I was waiting for that moment to say, like, yep, this is this is the right time. And finally, I realized there is no right time. And the rest is history. Yeah. Now, when you made that leap, you mm-hmm. mentioned before that you didn't even learn graphic design in college. You didn't take a course on it. Yep. So had you been ta- have had you been just trying to kind of teach yourself, kind of coaching yourself through it before that? Yep. I'm all self-taught. I've never yeah. taken a class on anything. Okay. Um, but I had actually in college. <laughs> speaking of OCHEM earlier, I probably skipped way too many OCHEM lectures um, because I was busy. Well, busy is a loose term because I could have gone to class. <laughs> um, more I was, I was, you know, busy watching YouTube um, videos on on Photoshop and what how to learn it, and um, it just kind of I was became fascinated, and I had always had kind of like a, I don't want to say a knack for design, but I was always it always intrigued me, and um, so it was just something that kind of fit, and by the time I was in produce, I was doing you know some um, freelance stuff for people. Um, but it never had come to fruition where it was my sole source of income. So when it did become that, I mean, it was, uh, obviously a lot more pressure to, to put money, money in the account and, yeah. um, you know, get after it. But best thing, probably best decision I ever made, honestly. That's awesome. I mean, I'm glad that you can look back on that right now and, and, and say that it was a, a really good decision for sure. Cause it, I mean, it yeah. had to be scary. Oh, it was. And I was, you know, I just figured at that point it was, I would never probably be in the position that I was in, um, you know, to, you know, have a safe, a safety net there. Yeah. Like in the future, I'll always have, um, you know, always going to have 
you know, kids or a house payment or, you know, whatever it was. And at that point I didn't have, um, you know, I didn't have any reason not to try. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so it was, it was good and I'm glad, glad that it happened. So I'm, uh, I'm really excited because I think that, um, I don't know, more media is getting, uh, is leaking into this industry into yep. the show industry. And I think that people are kind of following trends now that everybody else is following. I have to think that you're just stoked about this because from a design perspective, this has to be like your dream right now. Oh, it is. And I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, um, it's not going to ever, in my opinion, I'm not going to have a issue of there being a, um, um, I'm not going to have an issue with having a, a need. Um, it's just a matter of that need kind of transforming over time and um, what that will, you know, what that will look like and how things are going to change and what I'm going to need to learn and, you know, change about my business to better accommodate and help these businesses, you know, succeed more. It's all about adapting. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do is just keep adapting, adapting, adapting. Exactly. Um, I want you to, I mean, your, your company is all about marketing, design and marketing. Mm -hmm. If you could give any tips about how to kind of market a business correctly, um, within the industry, I mean, you see it every day. You're, you're helping people out with their designs, their logos, their cover art, all that stuff. Have you kind of picked up anything cool that, um, might be, uh, a benefit to anybody trying to market their product or, or their livestock online. So you're just asking like, what have I picked up? Just kind of like different things that, yeah, different things that you thought were, um, I don't know, innovative or I don't know, made a difference within, I don't know what I'm trying to say within their, uh, marketing strategy. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can really, you know, change, change the perspective on, on things and put yourself in an, in an an advantage, um, against your competitors. Um, I mean, I would say there's so much room for growth and marketing in the agriculture industry, primarily within the livestock industry. Um, there's honestly not, in my opinion, um, not a ton of emphasis is put on marketing, uh, mainly because, you know, we do operate off of rather thin margins. Um, you know, people that are raising animals and producing animals, the margins that they're, you know, working off of are not always conducive to, um, you know, huge marketing campaigns and that kind of thing. Um, but yet, you know, there's, like I said, there's so many different things out there. I mean, Jesse Heimer's, uh, in my opinion, a marketing genius on some of the different stuff that he's done. Um, simply just off of building the brand that, you know, everybody knows, I mean, people that are just getting started in the industry or people that have been in the industry way longer than Jesse and seen him grow. Um, I think there's just things that he's done that, um, I know have probably, you know, really put, put a dent in his marketing budget, but have really built more than just a brand, but you know, the feel of the brand has really felt more than just a place that you go buy your show pigs. Yeah. Um, 
I think there's a lot, a lot of people, you know, you'll hear griping sometimes, well, I can't sell them like they can. And, you know, I can't do this or I can't do that. And I think it's just one of those things that, um, there's some people that are willing to do more than others in order to get that premium. Um, and just kind of finding somebody that you're comfortable with, um, you know, and letting, let trusting in them and, and letting them kind of lead you in the right direction, I think is, you know, the best thing that these people can, that are just getting started and, you know, launching their business or wanting to, you know, revamp their business or whatever their, whatever stage in the marketing funnel that they're in. Um, I think just kind of finding somebody that gets it, that wants to think outside the box and wants to not do things that are, um, you know, what everybody's doing. Um, I know, you know, your uncle and I work a, a bunch on some different projects and we're always trying to figure out, you know, what is the next coolest thing we can do? You know, how can we change this? Um, you know, so that, you know, like the question about, you know, what, why choose me over somebody else? And, and that's a hard question for me to answer. And I've been asked it before and I really don't know what the answer is. I mean, I, because I know that there's so many talented people out there that can do most of the things that I can do. It's just about the people that I click with and that work for me and that I get their business and they get my business. And, you know, with me being, <clears throat> with me being in the livestock industry and, and that being a key part of my everyday livelihood, I can, you know, I can resonate with things a lot more than, you know, somebody who's just good at doing livestock graphics. You know, I know what, what people are going to want and, you know, how they're going to, you know, how they're going to want their stuff to look and what, what people in the industry are going to look for um, or what kind of sparks their fancy, if you will. Well, and that goes into your skill as a graphic designer in the industry, knowing the trends, knowing what people are going to want, knowing what people uh, are going to want in the future. I mean, it, that's all goes into your job title is trying to just make something cool for somebody. I mean, I bet... A yep. lot of people just come to you and say, hey, here's my business name. I don't really have an idea, but just go for it. Yep. Do, do you get and any honestly, of those? those are, yeah, and those are sometimes my favorite clients. I because, bet they are. You know, well, it's just one of those things that, you know, you get to kind of explore your creative side and do things that, you know, I love. I love when people come to me and they know exactly what they want and they know their business. And so they're able to communicate what we're what they're wanting i love that but i also love clients that come to me and say hey you know what you're doing and i just want to like i just want something badass you know i just want to kind of you know think outside the box um and do something really cool and i have learned over the you know i've as of last month it's april this month right yep still april Still um, April. As of last month, I would have been in business <laughs> officially for two years. Um, but I've learned to, rather than try and teach myself all these new things, is to just align myself with a lot of creative individuals that are very, very good in their own rights yeah. at certain different things. And to instead of offering, hey, I'm Jason, I'm going to do everything, instead have those people that I rely on and that I team up with in order to make a project um, really good. And there's multiple people out there that, that I team up with, um, on, on a lot of different things, um, whether it be on websites or Jared Schliff does all of my, um, silhouettes. He's an incredible artist. Um, <clears throat> uh, Candor Wells, a girl that I went to college with, 
Um, she does all my website work. Um, and so we kind of just kind of team up and it kind of, it, it builds a different feel because you get to work with different people, but you still get that center. Um, like I always establish the branding in it. And so people that come to me because they really like the feel of what I do still get to, you know, get a website that feels like the work that I do. Um, they still get, you know, custom silhouettes that feel like they go with what I'm building. Um, and I, I just think it's um, Rylan at Candor Wells uses the hashtag a lot community over competition. And when I first got into this, I thought, man, this is a dog eat dog thing. I got to be competitive. And then I started thinking, you know, okay, don't worry about, you know, what everybody else is doing. Just kind of focus on and, you know, and maybe that too is just growing up a little bit and maturing, but um, just kind of row your, row your own boat and figure out what, what you can do to make your stuff better and, not really worry about too much what other people are doing. I agree um, with you. I got to remind myself of that often, um, but it's something that I constantly work on and um, or am working on and trying to kind of, like I said, surround myself with people that can make tarbell marketing and design better um, and can you know help my clients reach their goals. And um, I want to see my clients win um, just as much as the next. So um, whatever I can do to to make sure that happens, I'm all about. I'm with you on that, dude. And I think it's all about who you surround yourself with or who, who you want to help or who's who you're asking for help. I mean, it's all about just surrounding yourself with creative and, and people that are smarter than you. And that's what I just try to do at all times is surround myself with people that are smarter than me and more creative than me and more outgoing than me because that just pushes me to try to be better. Right. Yep. I, I, I think it's just one of those things that there's a lot of ways to you know, set yourself apart that, you know, my style is different than the next. And, um, that's, that's perfectly fine. Um, it's just about kind of offering the best thing that you can to your clients while keeping your integrity, um, at the core center of your business. I agree. So, Go ahead and, uh, plug all your social medias really quick. Um, well, everything's going to be getting a revamp this fall. Really? Um, <clears throat> yeah. So we're, um, working on a new kind of marketing campaign that will all still be TMD, but um, all my handles will change. So uh, for now, everybody can follow me on Tarbell Marketing and Design, all spelled out. Um, that's on all social media platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and then my email is jace at tarbellmarketinganddesign.com. Um, we've got a new website coming and um like all the email addresses and everything will change and um working on a whole new social media plan for the fall um, i've got a girl working on that um for me and so i'm really excited about that um, that's I think awesome really fun and um <clears throat> kind of a, a new direction and like i said just kind of pivoting and um like i said for me it's kind of that <clears throat> point where you just kind of figure out okay how can we grow from here and what can we do to offer more to our clients and um, make it a better experience for everybody involved. Yep. Yep. I think that's the way to go, dude. Like you yep. said, adapt, adapt, adapt. For sure. Um, now that's basically all I had for you, Jace. Sweet. I thought we did good. Yeah. You want to give any awesome. advice to anybody? You got any advice on the top of your mind? Man. I mean, I always plug the differences in the details. Oh I mean, yeah. Whatever you're, whatever you're doing that the little details are what makes the difference. And, um, I think, you know, whether it be in the show ring or just in, um, 
heck, I mean, your relationship or in your business or, um, you know, in your, in your career. I mean, just those little details. I always, I always liken it to the fact of like, sometimes you'll go to go in a hotel room and, um, you know, the, the toilet paper is like folded over nicely in a nice little triangle. <laughs> yeah. You know, like those little things just elevate everything and make it feel, you know, like an entirely different experience. And, um, that's what we try to do. Um, but I just encourage anybody to, you know, reach out, ask questions. I think that the marketing thing is, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of people that are afraid to find out what things cost and that kind of thing, or what ideas are. And, um, you can come to people and say, I have no clue what I'm doing. I don't know what I want. I don't know anything. And we'll kind of be there to walk you through everything and um, figure out what's going to be best for you and your goals and how to, you know, how to get you there. So, um, but yeah, I think that's probably probably all I got all you got from me. Sweet, Jace. Well, hey man, I really appreciate you taking your time out of your day and and sorry the first one uh got deleted, but I thought this I think the second one was better. Yep, I, I agree. So uh thanks for having me. It was good talking with you and I'm sure we'll be in touch in the future. But oh, yeah. um take care of yourself, stay safe out there and um yeah. All right, I'll talk to you later, Jace. Thanks, Cannon. Have a good one. Bye.